the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to another Friday YouTube live stream. This is the place where you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads. And more importantly, and the topic of this very live stream is helping you grow your revenue. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He's a mainstay on these YouTube live streams. He's back maybe for the fifth, fourth or fifth time. He's one of the first people, Tom, to come on these YouTube live streams when I started doing it in April 2020. And now we've been doing it and you know, almost at the end of the year. He is the founder and CEO of UserWise. They're gonna help you if you're a game developer with make simplifying your live ops. So without further ado, Tom Ham Hammond, welcome to the YouTube live stream. Hey Steve, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, the amazing thing is, is when we started doing these, you didn't actually have the dad joke segment. So yeah. <laughs> I was super excited to uh, to get to partake in that. So hopefully I don't let the audience down, but uh, Did yeah. Did you come I, up with some? Did you do you have your own dad jokes ready to go? I've got I've got a few. Okay, yeah, good. You know, I yeah. have to warn you, I'm very in this festive, you know, holiday theme. So all my jokes are in the holiday theme. Oh, I, I don't know that I'm quite there yet, but we'll we'll see what <laughs> I can do. And I've got a bell to, to help us with that. I thought, hey, let's have some fun. But all right, Tom, let's shift gears to more of a serious note and talk about live ops. Why is it so critical for game developers to start thinking about live ops? Well, you know, the, the idea of live ops is, is kind of the idea of uh, games as a service. Um, you know, there used to be a mantra uh, when I was growing up where, you know, a, a game developer would create a game and they would release it, you know, on like a console or PC, and then the studio would kind of move on to making the next game. So you release your Diablo one, and then you move on to making Diablo two, or an expansion or something like that. But uh, times have really changed where players just expect a stream of content and a stream of interesting things to do, uh, because they get that from so many other experiences. So you know, if you make a game and you don't have new content that is getting delivered to your players, they're going to get bored and they're going to leave. So, you know, live ops is really just about finding a way to give players more things to do for longer, uh, to ultimately uh, keep them engaged, having fun with your game, and hopefully spending some money or doing some sort of activity that is, you know, boosting your revenue too. And typically, uh, delivering this additional stream of content is a lot cheaper than acquiring new users. And in today's world where user acquisition just gets more and more challenging and more and more expensive, uh, you know, back in the day it was, how can I show people that my game is fun? Now it's, how can I show people that my game is more fun than the games that they're already committed to playing and have already invested time and money and energy and effort into? And it just keeps getting steeper and steeper. And so that's why I think, you know, being able to deliver great experiences to players just, you know, at, at the blink of an eye is, is so crucial. And I think another thing that kind of goes into it is just the live ops tools. Uh, <laughs> there's a large <laughs> spectrum of uh, what you can do. Most of them are, are homegrown and it's uh, a lot of work to uh, build and, and manage and maintain those types of things. Uh, but if you don't have them, 
uh, it's very hard to react to your players. You know, if there's a bug or uh, players suddenly stop spending stamina in your game, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Push out some sort of release to Apple and wait a week for them to approve it and get out there. You know, by that point in time, your economy could be in shambles. Uh, whereas, you know, if you have the right live ops tools, you can say, oh, my players aren't spending stamina. I'm going to launch a special little uh, event today that's double rewards for campaigns. Mm. That goes out in a message. The event is active. Players see that. Oh, yeah, we better, you know, do the campaign so we get those double rewards. They spend all their stamina. You know, your economy is kind of safe in that sense. So just being able to react at the level of your players is, is super, super important. Um, being able to tailor and change your game. You know, if you have to do an update every time you want to change the level difficulty or, you know, give more power-ups or to test something, uh, you're never going to survive with everyone else that has the tools to be able to, on the fly, make changes to multiple levels and changing, raising the difficulties, being able to analyze that data and just, you know, act on it immediately. So that, that's kind of why live ops has, has really come about. But I would say the fundamental principle is how can we give players more things to do for longer? The, now, I always thought of live ops as like essentially live events in within games, you know, like tournaments, having certain things happen over the weekend, like fresh new content. But you're kind of saying like, hey, you can do campaigns, double day apps, like those type of things. So it's a, it's more expansive than when I've initially thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, live ops is, is just kind of about giving players uh, new fun content. You know, I, it's especially within mobile games, uh, maybe like Genshin Impact aside, um, most mobile games are, are fairly simplistic. They've kind of got the, the core loop. Um, maybe they've got some meta layers and stuff in there, but like, you know, at the core, it's kind of basic. And after a while doing the same thing over and over again, it's just going to feel repetitive. And, and if there's nothing else to do, players are going to quit. And so live ops is a chance for you to give uh, fun little uh, things that you can do that ultimately still tie into your core game and, and make it more fun and make you progress. But it's like a, a little bit of a different variation. And, and sometimes it can be a bit of the same, but sometimes it can be very surprising. Um, an interesting uh, couple references are uh, Columbo and Kim Kardashian. Um, <laughs> I was uh, recently talking to uh, Oscar Clark over at Fundamentally Games, um, and he brought these up, and I, I really, really liked them. Um, so the first idea is Columbo, which is kind of an older TV show. Uh, and, and basically what would happen throughout the episode is that he would uh, come in and he'd have to solve like a murder. Um, but us as viewers would have seen uh, what happened. And the show is just about us watching him uncover clues to discover what we already know. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of it, you know, he would always have a signature line where we would, you know, just see, did we figure out how he figured out, you know, the, the solution. And it would always be a bit of a surprise. And so maybe you would be right, but maybe you would be wrong, but it's, it's kind of predictable, but it's also a little bit of a surprise because you, you might've got that wrong. You never really know. And so live ops can kind of cater to that type of a thing. So it's, it's about setting a promise with your players. It doesn't really matter how much content you're pushing out. 
or when you're pushing that content out, but it's about saying, Hey, we're going to once a week, push out a weekend event every Friday and then doing that every Friday. And so you can have kind of some predictability where players know I'm going to get something fun to do on Friday. They might not know exactly what that's going to be, but it is a little bit of a surprise there. So it's kind of a balancing act. And then Kim Kardashian is, is more in reference to the Kim Kardashian game that uh, Crowdstar Glue put, puts out. And so what, what's very interesting in there is they have um, <clears throat> these kind of shows that you would go in and do. And uh, every show probably requires around like 47 energy uh, to do all the things like walking down the... Uh, red carpet, uh, putting your makeup on, little different things. And so each of those might be like four or five clicks. And each one that you do kind of has this positive reinforcement uh, loop, but you only have like 40 energy. And so every time you're doing one of these shows, you, you never have enough to complete it. And so that leaves you with a gap of, well, one, do I spend a little money or monetize to be able to get that big reward that I'm going for? Or two, do I leave, but I'm now drawn to come back. I had all these positive reinforcements. And now that I've closed my game, I want to come back into my game again to finish that step, do the, the last seven energy and get that reward and complete that thing. So I think, you know, any game when you're thinking about retention is you've got to have some, some driver that like makes people want to come back. And Kim Kardashian does that perfectly with this like, feeling of, oh, I want to like fully complete this thing. And so either they're going to monetize, go to the next one and still want to come back again, or they're going to leave and then come back a couple hours later so they can finish it. So just having that draw uh, to getting people in uh, is super important in, in your different live ops events and things too. I love it. Love those examples. All right. I want to say hi to a few people who are in our live stream. Baruch, how you doing, my brother? Romeo? Ramiro. <laughs> I need to get better with names. Hey, first time on live stream. Welcome, man. First time, hopefully long time, first time type of thing. Aiden, what's happening, my friend? I've got your question from the comments from last week. Victor is here. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here. Thomas, what's happening? Bianca, always good to see you. Wouldn't be the same without you. Diraj, what's happening? And then Johan, you feel the same way about you. Andy, how's it going, brother? And then Alex is here. Yeah, so so cool. Adolfo, another Steve. Demetrios. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first question from Andy. Should I start running ASO straight off launch or wait and see and first time developer here? I can kick this off, Tom, and then you can add on anytime you want. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And what I've been recommending to most people is do the pre-order. Like if you are confident that the app is almost there, put your app in pre-order mode because what that allows you to do is start ranking for some of these keywords. now. It used to be really cool back in the day when pre-order first launched, but not so much because Apple would give you a huge boost. But nowadays, you know, you get your ASO in, doesn't, there's no downside to it. And the upside is your app will start creating some type of legacy, some ASO rankings. And so Andy, I think definitely, and I just launched an app on Monday and I'm going to go through these case studies with you guys soon on these YouTube live streams or just YouTube in general, but I'm going to share with you, you know, how much we're making all the tactics that we're doing and how we're able to start ranking for certain keywords. So just stay tuned for that. And, but I think yes, right off the bat. 
That's awesome. I'm excited for that, Steve. We've been talking about doing that with a, a game too, where we nice. launch it and we we fully give you transparency into all the numbers, the CPIs, the ROAS, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Andy, I would say, yeah, starting with ASO right away, um, I would even challenge to go a little bit beyond that um, to vet and make sure that like people want your app or, or want your idea. Um, so, you know, setting up some some dummy ads from Facebook to get them to, you know, open up the app store and pre-register. Like, are they willing to do that type of a thing um, just to kind of see, you know, is that working? And then you can, you know, A, B test a few different variations of like ads and ASO and just like really understand, like, how do I make this as appealing as possible to the people that I want to actually download my app when they come in? That's a great point. Um, you know, we had a client pass a previous client where they did just that. They were running Facebook ads, they were running search ads, they were running a lot of different things to test different different elements before they were ready to launch. And they were able to start ranking as they drew in more keywords or downloads. And the cool thing, Andy, is all those downloads that you start accumulating, you have them on day one. So you can start seeing the metrics of like how many downloads you're getting, but the the reality is they won't count until day one. And then you can start hacking the app stores, right? Like, hey, if you start accumulating 10,000 downloads already, well, that's 10,000. It's waiting for you on day one that you're gonna run some other campaigns to get in charts. All right. What's happening, Joe? Always good to see you. I know hacking the store, I blocked you, sorry, brother, but you're facing this question too much. So I was like, that's enough. But you said, hey, how do I rank in the app store? And I'm assuming the Google, oh, how to rank app on Play Store. So there's a lot of things that you can do. I'm going to do a more extensive series on ASO in 2021 talking about it, but really the title and the subtitle are key to having start ranking for the keywords you want. Long description, you know, we tested keyword density, we've tested H2. Those don't make a huge difference as just having the keywords that you want to rank for in your app title. And then obviously with Google Play, you need some download velocity. So you can't just purely rely on ASO in the very beginning. So run some CPI campaigns, run some download Facebook campaigns. They're a lot cheaper to get downloads for. So think about that too. Andy, you want to that, Tom? I think you did a great job. Thomas is here. Thomas, what's happening, brother? He was the guest last week. Always good to see you. Tom Hunger, you're never in these comments, man. I want to see you next time we're on here, okay? <laughs> I will have to, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding, man. All right, Aldolfo says, opinion on stamina and increased stamina reward with rewarded ads versus no stamina, but interstitial ads in between. You got any thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I'd need to play your game to, to give you exactly, but I'm a big fan of rewarded ads and I hate uh, forced ads, mm -hmm. so. I think if, if you're looking for longer term retention, which is what I typically recommend, having rewarded ads is, is definitely the way that I would go. Um, but again, it's gonna come down to your data, uh, CPIs, uh, LTV that you might be able to get for doing those interstitials. Um, there are a lot of hyper casual games that get away with it. I typically quit them uh, early because I can't tolerate all those ads, but um, they, they do seem to work. I know. I agree with you. I I think I would go the rewarded ads route. I always watch them because now you've got me. Now I'm like maybe close to finishing a level. I play this game phase 10, but essentially I run off stamina and I did a case study on them. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'll watch a video, like get another stamina, like for sure. I'll do that all the time. And then fun run, you know, I think I, pref I, I agree with you, Tom. I don't like those interstitial ads as well. <laughs> hey, one thing that we're trying to do too, I want to mention, take this short little time out. 
in look 2020 obviously has been a crazy year you know i hope everybody seems to be healthy here joining week in and week out i want to i'm doing something different so if you go to appmasters.com 2020 i want to use our next we're gonna take a couple of weeks off for the holidays but then the next one january 8th i want to hopefully have you on and celebrate you so if there's some no matter how big or small, some success, some win that you've had in 2020, whether we had a hand in it or not, I want to celebrate you and I want to feature you on these future YouTube live streams. So if you're interested in coming on, sharing your success with us, again, no matter how big or small, whether it's just launching that first app, getting those first initial downloads, and then sharing a tip with the audience, if you're interested in doing that, go fill out that form at masters.com slash 2020. All right, Tom, what, why don't we get into our first joke? You want to lead it off or you want me to go first? And we'll have a roast. I like this. I've always wanted to do this with the guests. We'll have a joke battle, okay? So put in the comments who won, Tom or Steve. Tom, right. you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll sure. That as a are, are we going to let the you know the audience guess the answers too a little bit? It, there's a little bit of lag. It's a little bit harder. Right. I don't let them guess. It's just All right. Like, you can <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, so here's mine. I, okay. I, I adjusted to be Christmas themed. So... <laughs> How did you do that? That's impressive. Okay. <laughs> On the fly. I like it. What kind of cars do Santa's elves drive? What, Tom? Toyotas. Ooh. I like it. <laughs> All right. I got to Let me see my Santa one. All right, Tom. What do, what do the elves... Wait. <laughs> okay. What? How do the elves clean Santa's sleigh on the day after Christmas? I don't know. How do they? They use Santa-tizer. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let us know who won that joke battle between Tom and I. Just put in the comments, Tom or Steve. Johan asks, Steve, what is your opinion online about social proof? I'm thinking about showing a million installs on my App Store screenshots or sliding in App of the Day badge. Can I get in trouble? And I think he's talking about putting them in the screenshots or maybe during the onboarding process. Now... Tom, you want to, <laughs> you want to start or you want me to go? <laughs> so, um, having been an entrepreneur for a while, you know, I, I do kind of follow that, uh, fake it till you make it mantra. Uh, however, um, uh, I think what I would go for if I was launching a new app is some people actually get excited about being the first people to try things. And these people are kind of called early adopters and stuff. Um, and so, you know, how much people actually look at that or, or care about that, I, I don't know exactly if it matters, but like I would maybe start going out and, and try to like recruit people to, to download the app and to give you feedback, you know, directly, like, like treat them like people, talk to them like people, like get some really raving, awesome reviews from some like early users that you like manually got it going and then take it from there because that's just, like, people can smell, you know, when it's BS. Like if I see that app at the top, Google says like 10 plus downloads and then you have somewhere in the screenshot, like a million plus, like that's just gonna smell wrong to me and I'm probably gonna mistrust everything and not download the app. So I would push towards the honesty over that. Um, it, it might be something you do, but I would encourage you to try to do it a, a different way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't, you, the way I would answer this is you can always borrow 
social proof, right? I would never blatantly lie about social proof, but you can always borrow social proof. And I'll give you a couple of ways you can do that. And I agree with Tom. And so I'm going to show Johan's app here. And he, he is putting some reviews here. So Johan, like it's too small, this app store review. You have to think I blew this up too, right? Like, and so I would say, can you figure out like one to two things, sentences that you can pull out from here, like one sentence, like a tweet and find a few more reviews like that. And whether, you know, you're working with influencers too. And so maybe you can leverage their following on Instagram or wherever they have. So that's your social proof that these ripped guys are your social proof, right? And then here's what I'm doing. I'm sort of borrowing it. And so I, I have this app. This is my app that I just launched. And this is the app of the day badge that you see. Johan. So there's ways to hack it where you show the badge, but you put something else in between. And what I put is scientifically proven to improve memory because I found articles that say pink noise, which is in the app has proven to improve memory when you listen to it or you sleep to it. And so there's ways to borrow social proof like that than anything else. And for another client of ours, you know, it's Mike who we didn't bought it for as well, but he has a kickboxing app and we know that hit exercises burn like 50, I think it's like five times more calories than just like doing a cardio run for 20 minutes. So when you compare the two, you know, you burn way more calories. So there's ways for you to borrow it. And that's how I would do it with a bodybuilding app like yours. Cool. And then he says he has 400 downloads. Haha. -ha. You're on your way, man. I like it. All right. Ram says on the app store, should you target other countries in search ads if you care about the US rankings? What do you think, Tom? I don't know if that would be my goal. I would I would more look for uh, tangential words to like my app to see like what is underserved in terms of where people are at. You know, you've only got so many, and I would probably value those more. I, I don't know why I would put another country in there. Yeah, I think on the app chart, should you target other countries to search out to care? Yeah, you know, sometimes. It's, it's one of these things, Ram, that we've sometimes we've seen benefits to it, right? Like, hey, you localize and then suddenly you start getting an increase in US rankings because your download velocity starts going up. So play around with it. Sometimes you don't. I think it's stupid answer or common answers. You have to test it. I don't, we have seen it be effective. So if you can find a profitable country that is a non-US country, we have seen it, you know, actually help your US rankings. And if it doesn't, then that's why I said it's profitable. <laughs> so you gotta find a profitable one too. All right, Tom, you wanna see the scores of who won? Let's yeah, let's it. do it. All right, the first one, I feel betrayed, Bianca. Bianca, I feel betrayed by you. She gave you the score, Tom? Not, well, we'll look a little bit lower. She actually, uh, she Actually's did good? say, yeah, but oh, I think okay. you've got good. an Thank unfair you. advantage with that like luxurious <laughs> sweater on. <laughs> Steve, thank you. Thank you. It's going to be Tom today. How dare you, Patrick? How do I block you? <laughs> Adolfo, how dare you? Steve, so what is that? Like uh, two Steve, three Steve's, two Tom's so far? All right. All right, Tom. I think that's it. You have to look for some more, but I think I'm, <laughs> I'm winning this one so far. All right. Let's go into some of these other questions. Mm, all right. Bianca says, along with Johan's question, what about saying 99% more peaceful co-parenting communication using our app during onboarding process? Who's checking this stuff? <laughs> it's true. I think if, like I said, if there's a way to borrow it, like 
well, here's what I do. I literally go on Google and I put co-parenting studies and then you kind of figure it out and you can always borrow it, right? Like parents who, or kids who have co-parenting, another parent, parents tend to be two times more effective in getting to Harvard. Whatever the study is that you find online, then that's how I would use that to, to have some social proof. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would use that stuff just to cultivate the emotion that you want them to feel. Um, so, so be accurate and honest, but you can use statistics in a way to cultivate the emotion that you're feeling. Um, you know, similarly, just like, you know, when I'm talking to a game about uh, fixing their uh, in-game offers, you know, instead of giving them an offer that says, you know, a thousand wood for four ninety nine say hatch your dragon because that's raw and emotional and yeah you you need a thousand wood to do that but like one conveys a very different meaning than just like a thousand wood um so so get in your the head of your users and and think about what would drive their emotion towards downloading your app what are you trying to solve for them really Steve, I think you're on mute if you're talking right now. I'm glad I talked so much with my hands because you can always <laughs> tell when I'm trying to talk and I'm on mute. Blah, 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 blah. All right. No, Tom, before we went live, you were kind of mentioning, I asked you, I was like, hey, can we use live ops for non-gaming apps? And I love the examples that you gave. Yeah, you know, that was a very interesting question. Um, I think at some level, people, especially in content-driven apps, do expect certain things. Um, so, you know, I, I was I was thinking about Spotify, Netflix, and Disney Plus. So uh, Spotify doesn't really have to do live ops in the sense that they're giving, you know, new stuff to you. They, they still do a bit of it. Like, they still give you, like, a holiday playlist or, like, your playlist, and they figure out other things that you might want to click and engage with. Um, but like Netflix uh, is putting out all this, you know, Netflix only content. Disney Plus just agreed to do something like 20 shows and a bunch of movies that's exclusively for Disney Plus because they're realizing, hey, we've got a content treadmill. In order to keep subscribers here, we have to give them new content that they can engage with. You know, the movies that we have right now are only going to last so long before people, you know, get bored and they leave and go somewhere else. So it, it is, you know, beyond just games, you know, people expend, expect interesting things to do. Now, again, it's going to depend on your app, too. Um, like, you know, if you put together that workout app, maybe people aren't really going to expect new workouts all the time uh, because most people probably aren't completing all 100 workouts that are available there anyway. Um, but, you know, if they are easy to do and they're getting to the end of them, they are going to expect, like, what is the next level? What is going to keep me, you know, pushing further and, and getting more? Yeah. Like it. Sorry, I wasn't trying to. I was just trying to be a producer, Tom. I was just trying <laughs> to, as you're talking, you know, kind of show off user-wise as well. Okay, cool. Sorry, didn't mean to kind of interrupt you. I was just showing off the, the <laughs> beautiful homepage, man. You guys always do great design. Cool. Yeah, Was it's getting, on that? No, our, our homepage is getting like a, a complete redesign over the next like month or so. We're, we're launching a ton of new stuff. We're really, really excited with where we're going. Well, um, 
So yeah, we, we're, we're kind of in the stage where we've got uh, early access with a small, small number of folks. We're, you know, trying to cater to like, we've got some apps that have, you know, 100 plus million downloads on games, as well as like some small teams of devs and in between. Uh, if folks are interested in, in reaching out and learning more about the early access program, like definitely reach out. We, we would love to help you. Uh, you know, even some of the folks that we reach out to, we kind of say, hey, you're, you're not really ready for live ops, but like, mm. let's help you figure out how to do, you know, data and analytics in your game and, and figure out that your metrics work so that you can actually acquire some users to the point where it does make sense to do live ops and stuff. So we love doing that kind of thing too. Is there a certain campaign, a live ops campaign that you're like, hey, this is one that first off, let's run this. And it applies to a lot of game developers. You know, it, it's all going to depend on your audience and how they behave. There's a really, really great uh, uh, article on Medium by Harshell Carvande about how Homescapes is a masterclass in live ops. And mm. it, it does a breakdown of how Homescapes has like five different live ops events running at once, which, which mind you is, is very difficult and most studios can't do because they lack the tools. But if you can do it, they have it designed in such a way that on the low engagement days, the events are, are very low engagement and they're easy to complete and engage with. And then they have like much harder ones. Oh yeah, you got it here. Um, mm -hmm. on, on the days when they're more engaged, which is on the weekend where they have actually the, the time. And so they're, they're designed to encourage engagement, but they also really boost the monetization and stuff. And so uh, thinking about that and really meshing your uh, live ops design with when your audience wants to engage, like you're never gonna get people to use your app when they want to, you know, be cooking dinner with their family or something like that. You've got to cater, you know, your events and your notifications to the times that people are actually going to engage with it. So if they typically, you know, engage you with your app at 8 p.m. at night when they're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you've got to embrace that and design and do things that mesh with them sitting on the couch at 8 p.m. doing Netflix and make it more fun. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's get into some of the questions. And I, I know there's some apps that we got to review too. So running out of time. Andy says, any rumors that Google Play is dropping their cut like Apple did to 15%? Do you know of anything like this? Tom? I haven't heard of anything. Yeah, me neither. I'm sure it's going to happen, Andy, but you know, who can predict what these guys will do? And then damn comedy's here. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm talking, <laughs> taping roll. Damn comedy, you here? <laughs> here, present. All right, good. <laughs> and then RJ, remember me? Uh, I do remember you, RJ. Thank you. Need indie app developer course? Yes, it's coming, RJ. So we're gonna do a YouTube series all about indie app and then 2000 ASO in 2020. All right, Steve says, I hope to launch this Christmas. Our developer is moving slow. What's the next best time of year to launch after Christmas? So it depends on the app, Steve, but the biggest days of downloads and revenues are gonna come from Christmas and New Year's. So hopefully get it in by New Year's. And then what's the name of the app, Steve? I think you were talking about my app. It's called Moonlight right now. And so I'll share that with you guys right here. The app size is kind of big, but hey, we'll see how it goes. All right, just launched Monday. Q. All right, what Demetrio says, what do you suggest to promote my Galaxy Store app? I didn't even know there was a Galaxy Store. <laughs> I have no idea, Tom, you got anything? I have no idea. I don't know nothing about Tom, you. Right. You know, I was just doing a mastering. So we have this podcast called Mastering Retention, and I was just doing one. It's not live yet, uh, but uh, she was talking about how uh, they have to do updates not only to Google and Apple, but also Samsung. 
I don't know if that's the same thing as the Galaxy Store, but she okay. was just talking about it. And I was like, is it actually worth deploying there? And so typically it's like smaller numbers of, of users and stuff um, that use it. it. It almost seems like it's like, I don't know, players that don't realize they have like the Google Play Store on their app or something like that, <laughs> where they, you know, they, they click the default button. It's like the, the users of internet browser that don't realize that there's a Chrome out there. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that they're there. I, I don't know. I, yeah. All right, check out. This is mastering the retention in podcasts. You go to userwise.io, userwise.io, and then you'll find it there. All right, let's go to a few more, and then we'll hit into the app audit. Thanks, guys. Being a fan, big fan, Steve, but finding a decent ASO service is not cheap. I know I get what I pay for, but do you have any starter ASO for a shooter string budget? Uh, do you? Do I have? You know, I mean, we, we're launching a new ASO service, Andy. That's unlimited. Stay tuned for that. January, we're going to do a huge promotion. It is a monthly service, but it, I mean, does cost four seventy, which which isn't you know super cheap, but at the same time, it's way more affordable than other ASO services. But we'll do a big promotion, so you want to stay tuned for that. The cool, thanks guys, nice Tom. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, sweet. All right, let's get into the first app. Uh, we got we we'll try to pull a lot of games for you, Tom. The insatiable IO yeah. snakes. Here is the first app. Graphic looks great. The question that I got for this app is pretty generic in that Arda says, marketing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a look at how many downloads they have and then how have they done with marketing. 10 million downloads, okay. <laughs> All right. So great reviews, awesome. I don't know what we can help with, with in terms of marketing. It looks like you're doing good on marketing. You got 10 million downloads. I think the the ASO seems like it's very like keyword spammy in my eye, but on top of that, I don't know what else they're doing in terms of marketing. So we, we can get into the app and then see what we can help out with marketing. Anything you want to add, Tom? No, yeah, let's let's play it. I I was glancing at that and I, I was looking at uh, we have like an Apptopia thing and it looked like it was. Uh, a pretty decent number of, of DOUs. I won't share the exact number, but it was definitely pretty high, higher than the most. Um, yeah, I like that we're getting more and more, you know, sometimes it's like the beginning app, sometimes it's, oh man. Oh, I, got I got smoked. It's, oh, mirroring it's not working right now. Let's let's mirror it. I got a, I got a forced ad dying right away. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you're already playing so it looks like uh the game that we're all used to seeing uh my mirroring is not working man my android phone is just causing problems with this mirroring stuff. all right let's try again all right so what i would say on a tactical level with marketing for games you know i think for me here's how i like to blend it it's a, an approach of for sure wins and for sure I guess, what's the right word I'm looking for? Stability versus virality, right? When you think of Facebook ads, Google UAC, you've got that stability. Hey, if you find an app, an ad campaign that works, you're going to do well with it, right? You might get a dollar CPI, you might get lower, you might get 25 cents. It's there, it's consistent. But the more you spend, the more downloads you're going to have to get, right? Or the more downloads you want, the more the more spend you're going to have to put together. And for a game like this, look, you've got 10 million downloads already and it's been out. Let's see, does it say when it's been, when it was last out? But 
what I would start thinking through too is influencer marketing as well. You know, games like this, like Twitch and YouTube, think about how you can leverage influencer marketing because unlike these other platforms where if you want more downloads, you have to pay more, it can go viral. And once it goes viral, then, you know, it can, the see, there's no ceiling. So you got Facebook, you got Google UAC, you got these like video ad networks that are, have a ceiling, right? In terms of if you spend this much, you're probably going to get this much. Whereas influencer marketing, you have no ceiling where, or, and you have a lower floor obviously too. So the, the lows and highs are a lot different, but if it takes off, it does take off too. So that's how I try to blend that from a marketing perspective while I try to play this game. It doesn't look like it's going to work, but yeah. I've got it. I'm smoking everyone right now. <laughs> so I, I died. I died right away. They showed me an ad. I was not too interested. I mean, it seems a lot like the the typical uh, snake IO. Yeah. All right, here I got it. All right, here is the app. So let's get into it. Uh, I don't know if that shows off well. Here, let's try this. Flip. Okay, let's, I don't know how I can rotate this phone. All right, here you go, guys. So I'll play real quick in this. Oh, okay. I was trying to tap on the phone, just FYI, but I didn't know there's just joysticks. It's kind of janky, this joystick. Yeah, it felt definitely weird at first. How do I eat these people? It's very kind of like weird... Um controls yeah. Uh, yeah i'm not the controls i don't i thought I was, how do you eat i forgot how do, you, how do you like eat these guys how do i grow ah okay is it through the okay i guess i'm going now did i forget how to play snake io or slither io <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the same thing yeah i thought you can just eat him right away but i guess i haven't played in a long time this is oh ghost i like it, it, it seems like as you get like a certain size they can no longer eat you oh i see and i guess i can always eat the the end part of it too okay interesting I feel like it's a little slow. I don't know if the controls are that intuitive, but heck, you got 10 million downloads. So I think I would focus, you know, when I see these download numbers and I, I hear this with clients all the time, hey, how many downloads should I get to be successful? And I think I'm like, it's not the downloads. It's really the retention, the monetization that's more important. And we already have lots of case studies with Rudy where, you know, Rudy's doing really well. I'll let him share the numbers, but just from what we shared publicly, he went from a dollar a day to $30 a day. And that's relatively small and it seems attainable for anybody, but he was ready to give up on the app and now he's able to do it. So I don't really look at downloads per se. I look at, okay, you already have the down. When I think of marketing, I also think about what I can prove on the product, not just like top level, how can I prove downloads? So pretty decent game. I think it's kind of slow for me. The controls, if I had to just summarize it the controls are a little bit janky took a while for me to get used to but i thought i could slide and tap and do this stuff but i think fig figure out the product too i like how i can grow and i can ghost but it's it kind of gets repetitive where slither.io i can die pretty soon yeah, this one. seems like this one just kind of keeps 
going, going on and on. And, all right, how do we exit? Exit out of this. I think right. the other the other thing is like, even if I I do die or or whatnot in here, like, what is gonna keep me coming back the the next day or beyond that? Yeah, agreed. All right, got some. RJ says, "How do you?" RJ, he's like, "Hey, look at the comments, Steve." All right, RJ said, "How did you get these screenshots?" RJ, I have a de great designer, so you know, we we I told him what I wanted and he was able to put it together. F frankly, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Like I just looked at other apps in the space and I just saw, Hey, I really like this design. I knew I wanted some type of feel where it had this like, you know, graphic in the background or the, the text to be super big. I knew I wanted the first screenshot to kind of like the best case scenarios of what we talked about with screenshots. Think about what people want, right? That first screenshot. What are people looking for? They're talking about sleep sounds. So they want to sleep better tonight. I want social proof. I want what makes us different. So I wanted all that stuff. And I just showed him what I, what I liked. And then he was able to recreate it. So that's what you got to do with designers. You can't just say like, hey, create me a good design. You got to show them examples. So thank you. Those screenshots are beautiful. Thanks, Johan. I like your screenshots too. And then read the latest comments. Thanks, Steve. And then damn comedy says, does joining Apple small business program, lower your apps ranking? <laughs> I don't think so. Damn comedy. It's, I know it's the, uh, Tom, like the 15% now that Apple release. So I don't think it affects your apps ranking, but obviously you'll be able to hopefully just get 15% from Apple instead of the 30% that you're taking now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that, it, it's only really affecting like 2% of their overall revenue from the, the population that they're giving it to. So they make most of their money from much yeah. larger apps. Ram asked Steve, Tom, what are your opinions on the new privacy labels on the App Store? I don't know. Uh, what do you think, really, Steve? I don't really have a huge opinion. I don't know what those labels are. I think it's just... Is it just that, you know, you have to ask to get into that permission? I think the reason why I love this, the way I always answer this is the reason why I love this space is that it's always changing. And so you just kind of have to go with the times as well. All right. RJ says, what is the cost of the indie developer ASO course? It's all completely free. It's all going to happen on YouTube, RJ. So stay tuned. Uh, all right. And Ugly Poe was answering questions. January is good. Big companies spend their budgets in November, December. So January, they wait to see the results. True, but January is also big for like health and fitness. And so those spends go up as well. All right. And then Johan said, what's the name of your app? I kind of mentioned it. Did you program itself? Subscription-based, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Johan, it's, it's, it is subscription-based. I am focusing in 2021 on apps where I can charge a yearly subscription on these things that are around 20 to $30. And that's how I'm gonna start trying to monetize our apps and give you insights on what's happening. And we're gonna run a different campaigns. So all the things I've been talking about in terms of best practices, we have monthly, and I could share this with you guys, but we have monthly, yearly, and then here, I'll, I gotta get rid of this comment, but monthly, yearly, and lifetime. So all the best practices, I'm not, you know, I don't just preach these stuff, I actually practice it myself. And I'm gonna be running some campaigns 
to as well. And what I try to do is keep them all pretty close to each other so that the monthly makes the yearly look super cheap. And then the, the lifetime makes the, you know, the month, the yearly makes the lifetime super cheap. So I want to run some studies on what would people convert for. And right now I'm running a lot of ASO campaigns that I've shared in the past as well. Cool. All right. Ugly po for the Sam store app store, you need to have a contact there to help you get feature it. Okay. Good to know. Cool. Otherwise it's a waste of time. <laughs> Sweet. All right, let's take a look at this another app while we get into some of the questions of cool. We've got this one says Stefan, he wants to outrank competitors, improve ASO score. All right. So oops, let me pull this. So I got it here. Let's look at the down. So it's got a pretty decent amount of reviews. Thousand reviews. Let's see. Over under downloads. Ten thousand downloads. Not too bad. Cool. Looks like they're responding to reviews, so that's always good. Good. Four point six rating. That's pretty good. If you want to outrank your competitors, assuming that you're going after numer numerology, or I don't know what that is. <laughs> looks it, like it might be a horoscope or something. Yeah, it is like a horoscope app. I have a client that is in this space, so I kind of know some of these things. But the 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 keywords that you're targeting here, Stefan, like daily affirmations, personal gemstones, maybe personality reading. I don't know if there's a psychic reading here. I would have some of these keywords in your short description and your your title. So life guidance, probably not a good keyword. To have in your title and then the best way to understand yourself through numbers in life i hate when anybody says best or easiest it doesn't really mean anything to me so what i would try to do is daily affirmations or have different things that you want to rank for in your short description and also your title life guidance is not a good name i doubt that there's any traffic <laughs> to this term so that's what i would do if you're trying to really outrank your your competitors and then yeah, that, that's really good ranking advice. I would also kind of echo um, what I said earlier, the psychology of your users. So like, you know, if you don't know this and you should, but if you don't uh, run some surveys on your users uh, to, to really understand, you know, what problem is your app solving for them? Like what keeps them back, uh, especially like your most engaged users, like fundamentally understand what is their problem and then distill that down into a sentence that can, you know, as soon as I see the about this app, I see that is me, like that is what I'm looking for, that is what I want. And like, that's gonna draw me in, you know, more than anything else. Yeah, agreed. And a friend of mine did exactly that. And what he did, Tom was, he found out, you know, they were using his meditation app to relax, relieve stress, all that stuff, that things you probably would know. And what he essentially did was regurgitate that in the screenshots. And then he saw an improvement in his rankings and his conversion rates and all that stuff. And he actually put it during the onboarding process, you know, like, hey, we're going to help you relax, relieve stress. Mm -hmm. So you just regurgitate what people are using. And if you can't do a survey, what I tend to do is just read assuming these are not fake, read through the app store <laughs> reviews, even of my competitors, right? I'll look, th read through their apps, the positive and the negatives to come up with the words that people are using to then regurgitate in my marketing materials, whether it's in my short description, if there's keyword volume, traffic volume, and definitely in the screenshots too. 
cool. Hope that was helpful. We can get into the app really quick if we want. Uh, sure, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Ah, this thing, dude. It's not showing up. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. This works. Okay, cool. My birth date. All right. Let's. I hope there's no like privacy concerns that I'm revealing here. <laughs> All right. Nobody steal my identity, please. Mm. All right. It's cal calculating my numbers. Calculate my numbers too. I have a life path of nine. Your best horoscope, Janet. Oh, I didn't get that. Impressive free horoscope. I don't even know what this means. Okay. Oh, it's taking me to a what? What is? I think it was an ad. Enjoy all numbers. Oh yeah, it was an ad. That sucks. Okay, too soon. Oh. <laughs> too soon. Too soon for an ad. Inner guidance. So it's trying to make me pay for stuff. I feel like instead of having the uh, the paid ones at the top with the green, like you should have the purple one. Like let them experience the app a little bit first. Like I don't even know what, what this is. Unless your users exactly know, and they probably don't. Yeah, and I think an app like this, I don't know if there is a subscription part, but I think subscription works really well. Like this ad-free element, nice, but I think you can get people to actually subscribe on this. Affirmation, oh, looks like I have to watch a video ad to watch, to get a uh, yeah. That kind of sucks. I think I'd rather get the affirmation and then maybe you throw up an interstitial ad, but to, I don't know. I don't know if I want affirmation that badly, but I'll watch this for you. Whoops. Oh, well, I stopped it. Yeah, I, I, I would say it, this is definitely a worth to try to do, like make all this stuff free and just have mm -hmm. it like a subscription-based app. Like it would, might be very interesting. So then like give them, I don't know, seven, 30 days of trial and then I don't know, five bucks a month or something like that. I don't know what Great. people value this as, but um, then they can just come in and, and see all their stuff. Yeah, agreed. I know. I know this is a big market, and so there's there is room in the market for you to start making money off of this. But I think the way he's gone about monetizing is just not a good experience. So I like how certain things are locked, but I really dislike the fact that I come into the app and I just have to watch an ad to see an affirmation, which seems backwards to me like all right yeah you need to show users the the magical moment in your app as soon as possible and i'm not getting any magical moment so i'm just gonna churn so yeah. um, honestly you can spend as much time doing that aso stuff as as possible but as steve said downloads are useless right it's it's keeping those users around i'd rather have ten thousand uh downloads and ten thousand daily active users than um a million downloads and 10,000 daily active users. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I like that. All right. Let's get into some of these questions. I want to make sure I'm going to move this computer so you guys can really check out my. It's from TipCLs. It says birthday boy. So that's my little sweater for you. All right. Let's see. Let's get into some of these questions and then we'll call it a day. All right. Steve, it's a language exchange app. What would be the next best time to launch after New Year's? It's looking like it will be ready by March 2021. Steve, you know, I think whenever you can get it out, right? There's no best timing. There's there's apps that have succeeded. You've kind of missed the boat on the the big rush during the holidays, but that doesn't mean you can't capitalize on the holidays in 2021. And 
you're starting in March, so you'll have some time to iterate, fix the product, and be ready for the big push when it comes January 2021 and people want to learn a new language. The best time to launch any business is today, Steve. Yep, that's true. <clears throat> I know. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> 20 years ago, to plant a tree, you know that saying. Uh, it says, give me the contract number of your graphic designer. He's doing a great job. All right. <laughs> we will do that. RJ, reach out to me, man. All right. Thank you so much, Steve, for Indie Course. All right. My how to publish new app after termination play store. I have no idea how to do that. I think you can always create a new developer ID. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know exactly what would do as well. Okay, here's Alex says, I know it's app dependent, but if you were developing a social media app where subscription doesn't seem to make sense, what is the best way to monetize? I'm currently focusing on banner rewarded ads and a attempt to integrate gamification. Alex, I think if you're building a social media app like others before you, social media platforms, it's about scale and users. And so once you get that, you're going to be able to monetize. TikTok, Snapchat, they're all going through their whole monetization thing. I wouldn't worry about monetization yet. I would worry about retention, keeping people on, getting a lot of users, and then figuring out how to monetize because the, the game, name of the game for social media apps is scale. You got to get to millions upon billions of users and then you start thinking about it. And obviously you need to fundraise too. I mean, it's hard to be so like, a developer and just have a social media type of app. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nextdoor might be the only uh, exception where like you can get uh, a neighborhood by neighborhood, but that's already a saturated market. So yeah, social media, I think the two things are, what is your retention rate? And if it's not like 70% plus D1, like something is, is very drastically wrong. Um, and, and two, yeah, what is your virality? Do they like it enough that they're sharing with their friends and family? 70%, that's crazy. That's a good number. I think that was like where Facebook was when they started. Wow. <clears throat> Hey, Steve, six people have started their free trial in my app. That's awesome. Is that a good ratio? I have no idea. Yeah, that is great. Like 30% people who stay on, I think you're trying, you're trying to aim for like 50 to 60. That's what we've seen on other apps. If you can get that, Johan, that would be better. But I think it's a great start. You know, I'd be proud and happy of the two, two subscriptions you've got. And obviously, we looked at your app last time. You want to get them onto the yearly because then you'll have less churn. Because what we found in the monthly is like, but by, by month two or three, people are like canceling. So get them <laughs> on the yearly if you can. Yeah, yearly is a, a great way to do things because there you basically you paid it and now you feel obligated to use the thing you paid for. Yeah. All right. Bianca says, Tom, when is your podcast mastering retention coming out? I think it's already out, right? Yeah, go check it out. So just go to userwise.io, you will find it. It's called Mastering Retention here. Yeah, yeah. he's got a few episodes already here. Look, yeah. we'll, we'll take a look. Masteringretention.com also works, I think. Awesome, man. Yeah, he's got a few episodes. There you go. He's been doing it. Check that out. All right, let's get into the last one, and then we'll hit a joke, and then we'll let Tom go because he's a busy man. <laughs> I don't want to take him take more time. All right, this guy, Mohammed says, downloads and acquisition. All right, that's a key thing. Good amount of reviews. Let me pull up my screen. Good amount of reviews, a thousand plus reviews. Love the screenshots. And then your rating is not too positive. 100 plus downloads. All right. Again, I mean, here's what I would say. And Tom, jump in anytime. But the 3.9 kind of worries me right here. These yeah. reviews. It's 
when you think about downloads, when you think about acquisition, you're missing a key point. So, you know, I think people think too much at the top of the funnel and not enough. How do I improve the product? And this is a product. It looks like for the most part, the recent reviews are giving you really good stuff. But again, I don't know if it's real or fake anymore these days, but yeah, I think that's what I would focus on first and foremost. I don't worry. You have a good amount of downloads. It looks like you have good traction in your app. So really fix the product because your end goal should be having a business. So having a business makes money. So how do you make the money within the app? And don't worry so much about acquiring, 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 acquiring. Think about optimization too. Yeah, one thing that I do see here, it says what's new. Last updated December 26, 2019. Uh, That's a year. So yeah. if, if you're really focusing on this game, why haven't there been more updates? Um, why haven't you fixed some of the stuff that people are complaining about in the critical reviews in terms of uh, playability and stuff? So uh, coming back again to that continual issue of of content and delivery and stuff, like how can we make your existing players really happy giving you good reviews and sticking around? then we can get onto the acquisition stuff. Yeah, you look at this comment right here, Tom. Good game, but worse in moving the drone. Feels very angry sometimes. Can you, you fix it? It's got 15 plus helpful, right? Like it's- he, he wants it. He wants to play the game, but something yeah. is wrong with it, so. Yeah, fix that. I think there's a good amount of downloads coming in. Fix that. Yeah, Tom's right. So uh, that's what I would focus on. Just check out their website. How many other apps they got. I don't know if it's the only thing or- yeah, if you listen to the, I don't remember if it's out yet, but one of the Mastering Your Attention podcasts I did was the guy that created the uh, uh, Cut the Soap game that has like 100 million downloads or something. Cool, and, man. And he said uh, one of their best retention tips was actually just changing the feel of the core game. So before when they did cut the, the you had to like pick your finger up every time and their change, they made it so you can just drag your finger and just like kind of keep going rather than having to like lift it up. And that was a 2% boost in retention and like D1 retention, which was huge for them at that point. Cause they already had really good retention. Um, and so just making your core gameplay and your core app just feel really good. That's what people expect. And if any of those little things are just off that polish takes a lot of time to do, but can have huge, huge impacts on your gameplay as he kind of pointed out there in that comment. Yeah. Love it. All right. Let's do the last joke and then we'll we'll say goodbye for the holidays. All right, Tom, I'll go first this time. All right. All right. Tom, what do you call an obnoxious reindeer? Rude. Oh. <laughs> Don't jump on my joke. I, I knew you were gonna try to answer it. <laughs> all right, Tom. All right, all right, Steve. Okay. What does a gingerbread gingerbread man use to keep his bed warm? Ooh, I have no idea. What does he use? A cookie sheet, of course. Oh, I like it. All right, guys. The if you guys want to start integrating live ops in a very simple manner, go check out userwise.io. Userwise.io. Look, Tom's been great. This is why we continually have him back on. He's got great advice. We look at the games. He does his homework, and even with Theorem Reach, which he's also a founder of. He will guide you through that process, help you set up the, the right analytics, everything you need. And if live ops isn't the right, you're not ready for it, he's going to say, look, you're not ready for it, but he's going to always help you. And he's always been helpful during these live streams. So if you're interested in learning more, go check out userwise.io. Tom, if the audience wants to follow up with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? 
Yeah, I mean, you guys can always find me on LinkedIn or hit me up at tom at userwise.io. Um, I'm available for, for anyone. Love helping out with things. And guys, seriously, Steve knows his ASO better than anyone else. I, I actually didn't know about the course coming out for that monthly subscription, but four seventy a month is an amazing deal. Like if I wanted to do it, I would totally hit that up too. Thanks, Tom. Well, the first vote came for you. The cookie sheet. I, All right, I let, let, let's it. let's stop it here. We're done. <laughs> no, thanks, no, no more comments. We're going to save all the comments. <laughs> well, guys, I just do want to say this 2020 has been crazy, but I love doing this week in and week out. This is my sort of relief from all the craziness within the world. I'm so grateful to have you guys week in, week out joining, especially all the regulars here. You know who you are. I appreciate you so much, Tom. I appreciate you for doing so many with these, and I'm sure we'll do a bunch more in 2021. So thank you guys so much. Happy holidays to everyone out there and, and have a safe, be safe, be kind. And I'll see you guys January 8th, where hopefully we'll be celebrating a lot of your 2020 wins. All right. Until next time, Tom, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Happy All holidays, right. everyone. Well, here, Tom, I got one, but right now you're winning. We'll just end it there. So you won. One, one. <laughs> we'll break the tie next time. All right, oh, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.